Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, Digital Agencies podcast listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're welcoming back Aaron Rickson to the program. Since the mid-90s, Rickson has been paid for writing over 7 million words. He's written for more than 120 different industries across the English-speaking world with a focus on writing for agencies and their clients. He lives in Canada. He is surrounded by women, his wife, his two daughters, two dogs, and a bearded dragon. I don't even know what that is about. And he is recently, as of last week, a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Dude, welcome to the program. Thank you. How crazy is that? Wall Street Journal bestseller. What is it? I mean, you know... I feel like it's it's cool to have those moments in our business where we get to we get to have a proof point added to the old resume. <laughs> That's quite a proof point. I'll tell you, there's a very smart fella, very smart fella named Josh Steinley, who runs a web agency called MWI. He long ago realized that the fastest way for him to build authority, as long as we want to refer to it, another book written by another genius that I know. Fastest way for him to build authority was to start writing for Forbes and Entrepreneur and Inc. And he wrote, I think, 300 plus articles. And he wrote a book called Chief Marketing Officers at Work, where he used the book. And here's a, here's a good idea for people that might be listening. He used the book as a way to get in front of uh, ideal clients. He would inter- interview these CMOs and then he made a book out of it. And that book led to uh, some interest in a tiny book deal, uh, which he actually crowdsourced. He, they, he, they, they crowdsourced the money for the book because a lot of people said, yes, I would like to learn about LinkedIn. So he started collecting tips uh, about how to use LinkedIn that he had been publishing. And that's when he and I hooked up and he brought me on board and I helped him edit those tips and stitch them together. And then a whole pile of other co-writers came on board. And in the end, there was five or six of us with Josh. and. Uh, through the through the magic of uh, publicity campaigns and tapping other people's markets and reaching out to people that might be interested in buying this book, the thing sold on the order of 7,500 copies in a week and landed us on the USA Today bestseller list and the Wall Street Journal bestseller list and hit number one for business books in all of Amazon. And it was just, it was a wild ride. Congratulations, Josh. But yeah, now I get to say, hey, I'm a Wall Street Journal bestseller. <laughs> but you know i think there's i mean there's something to be said man about being committed to your work over a consistent enough period of time and kind of having you know clients that are doing bigger and bigger things i mean it takes a long time to get to that point of being in the room with somebody who has the resources 
the list, the network to get to a bestseller. I mean, that's, that's huge for you. It is really big. And I think the thing that feels best about it is that it came out of the, the, the work that you and I did that, that was turned into a real passion project for me. And I know it was for you. We did that book together and it was having done that book that got me into the conversation about helping Josh with his book. You know, um, we did it because we wanted to, and because this was the book that you had in you and I wanted to help you bring it into the world. And then as it turned out a year and a half later, it was exactly what I needed to say. Oh yeah, I've done a book before. And, uh, you know, now that the, the, the Josh book is out, I may be able to leapfrog that into helping someone else. In fact, I'm very early, 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 early discussions with someone else about another book. So it's, it's a, a, a useful reminder of that kind of domino principle where, uh, you know, you just keep doing work that you'd like and keep working with nice people and treating them right. And things open up, you know, there's, uh, a, I'm not going to say there's another opportunity that may or may not happen. The big website in my space. And I'll tell you an interesting story about it. A guy connected to this website came along and said, I found your profile. I'd like you to help me with my blog. So I only have this much money. It was way low, like super low, but he was really nice, super nice. And I thought, you know what, what is it really hurting me to, to donate an extra bit of time on these blog posts and help him stitch them together for the amount that he has in his budget. So I helped him with a couple of those. And he said, okay, you know what? This is awesome. Things are blowing up at my other marquee site right now. I have to focus on that. But then he came back six weeks later and said, well, what do you think about writing for the marquee site? So now we're like getting to the point where this one simple yes might lead me to a byline on this marquee site. And when I say marquee, I mean, I've been, this is what's, this is the site that started me on this journey. This is, I've been reading this site for 12 years and now I may actually have a byline there. So it's pretty cool. The, wow. the power of power of saying yes and keeping your options open. Yeah. I mean, I think in, in terms of, I mean, maybe with the right, the right projects and the right people. I mean, I think it's, it's one thing to have somebody come in and say, Hey, I want a bunch of free work. It's another thing to say, like, <laughs> you know, true. this could be a path to something else more interesting. Well, it's, if it's a, you, it's, it's, you bring up an interesting point. I mean, in the same week that I'm hitting, you know, bestseller, not, not because I was hitting bestseller, but just by coincidence, I'm just having uncomfortable conversations with three different clients that I really like saying, listen, the work that we're doing, I just, I don't, it's the model that we're using is not working for me. I can't do this anymore. I don't have the time to donate to it. I cannot go forward with this stuff in 2022. Let me try to set you up with somebody else. So it's, it's all, it's for me, it's always been about pruning and pairing and trying to encourage something to grow over here and understanding that I'm going to have to let that one go, despite the, the fact there's an emotional attachment to it and so on and so forth. It's this, this constant process of, of asking that same simple question, is this the right work for me? You know, uh, for a long time I asked, is the money good enough? And now I guess I'm fortunate enough to be able to ask, is this the right work? Do I want to be doing this work? You know, and, and, if so, then, okay, maybe I can sort of bend the rules on money or we can figure out some way to make it happen where normally I might have said, no, sorry, I can't. You must be the stall to ride this ride. Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? 
Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. One thing you mentioned to me, which I actually wasn't even clear on, I don't know if it was over an email conversation that we had, but you said, I'm, I, I want to grow a practice, not a business. Mm. And, and I think that's such a, some of the stuff you're, you're, you're mentioning right now of, is this the right, the right work for me? You know, you're, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, but when you get hired to write for a website or for, you know, a co-author on a book, I mean, it's it's not like there's this room of, you know, there's not a writer's room behind the wall behind you <laughs> where you've got, you know, all these monkeys working on the typewriters, you know, it's, 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 it's when, you know, you go to Rickson.com and you hire Rickson, you get Rickson because you're building a practice and not a business. It's true. All credit to a guy named Matt Church who introduced me to this idea. He runs a company out of Australia called Thought Leaders. And when I read his book and took his course, it opened me up to an idea that I'd never really considered before, that there's a third way in between freelancer and agency, right? Mm. Many, 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 many writers and many of your website agencies that are listening to this now or watching it on the live stream also deal in this binary that either you're a freelance web developer or you're an agency with, you know, a coder and a front end developer and, and, and uh, somebody that does the photoshops and maybe you outsource to somebody else for the SEO and so on and so forth. And so you either have the people in seats or you stunt up your website to make it look like you have the people in seats and act like you're bigger than you are until you get that big. And then you onboard the revenue and, and you onboard the, uh, uh, overhead and then you try to balance the rest of it and wonder why you're still making only forty thousand dollars a year because the same you did when you're a freelancer. This guy Matt Church. Five other people in distress <laughs> yeah, and the seriously, you know. Do you see how much is, gray hair I have, Aaron? Do you, do you understand? <laughs> you're making you're making three quarters of a million in revenue, but you're paying out, you know, seven hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in salary and trying to to, to uh to um live on the rest of it without resorting to SNAP benefits, right? <laughs> this guy, Matt Church, suggested that especially for creative people like me, there's another there's another way. And that way is uh, a practice, like v- very deliberately borrowing that word from from doctors or from lawyers where the, the person who's running the thing is still doing the work. And in my case, that kind of turned a light bulb on and opened my eyes and went, oh, that's that's why I think subconsciously I've never really wanted to build a content agency because I would miss doing the work. I don't want to trade being creative for running a business. So it becomes, okay, how do you find a way to build a practice? Well, some of it is about putting your own fingers on the keyboard, but obviously you're going to run that. You're going to hit that same wall that everybody does that makes them go pursue building an agency. 
Well, the whole point of Matt Church's idea is you can also then branch out into thought leadership and start getting paid to speak and getting paid to facilitate and getting paid to train and getting paid to, you know, to sell courses and so on and so forth. So for me, I think the the future is a, is a kind of a blended hybrid of writing select projects, working on select books, and then perhaps talking at some sort of higher level about creativity or even about copy itself and getting up on stages like I've done with you at New Summit and so on and talking to people about, well, about either how to be more creative or how to express that creativity and uh, for your brand. That's cool. I mean, I think it's, it's a good, I was trying to think back to when, uh, I mean, man, we, we, I mean, it's, I think it's been over a decade, uh, yep. since we've known each other. So that's 100%. cool. I feel like we've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and I You've think been doing the, it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too, like knowing yourself and what you want can create a lot of freedom. And I think there are some people that are maybe running a freelance practice right now and they really are meant to run an agency that they they don't, you know, they don't maybe like the the hands type of work that they would rather be a business owner, but they're struggling with that kind of piece. But then there's a lot of agency owners that probably would rather, or maybe they daydream about being a freelancer. And I, I like this idea that there is a third option, that it's not just about, it's not, it's not binary, that there is a way to build a solo business that gets bigger. I mean, I, I am familiar with Matt Church a little bit. I mean, I know there are people that are running high six and seven figure solo practices because they leverage yeah. mm -hmm. these other things so well of speaking training course creators you know he has a really cool model I, I won't plug it on your live stream but i you know i feel like if anybody wants to find out how his model works they should definitely grab his book it's called the uh thought leaders practice <laughs> look at that <laughs> it's over there on the shelf it's called the thought leaders practice have a have a read it's interesting how he uses an iterative model and, a, and um, a very lean canvas kind of testing way to to explore whether an idea, a thought leadership idea might work, might be profitable, or to kill it quickly if it turns out that it won't be. But I think, uh, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, we can, I mean, I think obviously people to go check that out is awesome, a suggestion for them to, to find out more info. But I feel like to, I mean, do you ever feel like you're, I mean, doing, doing the work, not that doing the work is bad, right? But I mean, is it, does it feel like there's a lot of pressure on you to be selling, running the practice and be doing the work? I mean, I assume that you can, I mean, you, you've got a solid work workload, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you've got a lot of, you're writing a lot of words. I mean, how do you manage that energy-wise? Oh, there's massive pressure. Um, you know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to, to poke a wound or something. <laughs> the screen goes black and uh, you know, you hear weeping off in the corner. Uh, you know, candidly, that pressure is always there. And, 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 you know, even more so, uh, I'm the only income earner in the house. So there's always pressure to pay the mortgage and pay the bills and raise the kids. So, and just so on. don't screw it up, man. I mean, you've got, don't <laughs> screw it up. I am lucky in that, you know, just, just the same way as that I have accidentally stumbled in how, into how to be a, a better father than I might've been simply by having kids later. Mm. I'm lucky in that some of what I'm doing is enabled by having started later. I, you know, I spent 20, 20 years in the corporate world before going freelance. So 
I was already earning and commanding a certain amount of money that makes it easier to do this on a freelance basis, you know, but that pressure is always there. The pressure is always twofold. Number one, you know, how can I make this project process more efficient or more lucrative or where can I, you know, always, 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 where can I find jobs that will elevate my ability to earn for the same amount of work? Mm. You know, where, where can I find higher paying, more profitable jobs? What does that look like? What should I be niching down to? Where is the sweet spot between work that I like and that is not going to make me smash my head against the desk and work that pays the bills? And then on the other side, well, what is that idea then? If I'm going to build a thought leadership career, I don't have a lot of time to experiment with, oh, maybe I should talk about this and try that out for a year. Or maybe I should talk about that and then try that out for a year and then retire that and try that out. So it becomes a question of what's the big umbrella topic, you know, searching for that big umbrella topic that, that could, that feels good and that has the legs and could support the smaller process of experimenting with profitable channels, you know, profitable products, profitable clusters, as Matt calls them. So yeah, that's, I mean, it's that, that kind of thinking has led me to sort of twin realizations in 2021 that on the thought leadership side, it is probably creativity instead of something much smaller, like, like copywriting, because I, you know, we, you and I were talking before the call, I'm also a musician and I write songs and write poetry and, you know, there's more going on than just, just I've written 7 million words. Uh, And then on the, on the practice, on the, on the, on the actual writing side, it's like, okay, well, I enjoyed this huge, huge project that I did for a, a government regulator. There seems to be a hole there where there's not anybody. Did you just say you enjoyed a project with a government regulator? Yeah, surprisingly I did. That's what, cause that's where I came out of. And, and I did, you know, I did 20 years with regulators and government agencies and associations and so on. And said, I'd never again, but I'm realizing now that I have a real skill set there and that is missing. That that level of senior skill is missing in uh, an outsourced capacity. So that, you know, that ver- there may very well be a, a, a place there for me in pursuing these kinds of projects where I get dropped in, help a company rewrite their 150 pages, and then parachute back out because they've got the capacity to continue running their website themselves. I mean, speaking of creativity, and I think there's, there's a lot of interesting ideas there. I mean, just being somebody who's running a practice and having to find, find creativity in government regulator content. I mean, that sounds interesting to me. (laughs) Uh, We can definitely go there, but also, I mean, I think the, since you are running a practice and at some levels, like you're paid to, it's like putting money into the machine to make the monkey dance, right? I mean, you know, how do you turn <laughs> how, how do you turn the creativity on, right? I mean, I think that you're I imagine that's hard, right? Because you don't always feel like I don't always feel creative. You well, that's an interesting question. If I could answer that question, maybe that's my first ten thousand dollar <laughs> idea. Because it for me, it's never been a question of how do you turn it on, you know. It's always been there. It's just 
it took me, and in fact, it's it's been there for so long that it took me a lot of work to realize that what I do is creative. That sounds like the silliest thing in the world, but it's always been a job for me to create sentences for other people. And it took a lot of, you know, self-love and, and self-talk to say, no, that's a, that's a real creative skill that just comes naturally to me. I can put on a record over there on the CD player. And my brain knows that since I like to put that record on when I got to get down to business, time to get down to business. It's like literally that there is four, four chords of Kamasi Washington and I'm ready to write. You know? <laughs> uh, what, what are, I mean, just so, thinking about that. I mean, so you've got your, you put, you've got some music. I imagine, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing 130 page, whatever regulatory site, I mean, you've got to have large stretches of create time for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. do you feel like after doing this for a few decades that you're starting to put very clear boundaries around when Aaron's in create mode and when Aaron's in like, 100%. I'm going to muck around with my business and take courses or talk about, you know, new project with opportunities. Yeah. I don't remember where I picked up the term, but somebody makes a distinction between maker time and manager time. And I need that maker time. That for me is mornings. Do not book a meeting in the mornings. I really, really resist meeting in the morning because if I know I've got a meeting at 11 o'clock, I find myself procrastinating until 11 o'clock because, oh, well, I can't get anything done anyway, you know, or working on smaller projects because I got to squeeze it in before 11 o'clock. So I tend to keep meetings or keep mornings wide open so that I can get into the groove and fall into flow and, and, you know, write like a house on fire. I tend to reserve specific days. I have no meeting Mondays. <laughs> and I also have a, I have a similar, a similar expression for Fridays that starts with an alliterative F, but I won't say it on your, <laughs> on your, uh, <laughs> your live stream. <laughs> so essentially I, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoons, and that irritates some people, but it's the way it is. And, and the script is, well, you know, I, I need to keep time to write for people. And if, if you become my client, then I, you will enjoy the same benefits. So we're going to meet Thursday afternoon instead of the Tuesday morning that you requested, because I'm going to be working. I love the know. framing of that. You um, know, if, if, and when you become a client, you're going to be not annoyed, but you're going to benefit. Yeah, you're you're going to be, be you're going to be happy that I'm actually working on your project. This is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to actually work on your project you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, the first half of the day. It's true. Yeah. I'm not going to stack know. sales calls, signing some other client and promising them that I'm going to eventually get to their work too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, again, all of this benefits from being able to charge a rate that makes that possible. You know, it would be much harder for me to do all of this if I were making $25 an hour, I would not have these luxuries, but the 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 difference, you know, for, for not to get all Tony Robbins on you, but the difference was in saying, no, these are the rules and these are the rates. Mm. You know, you you if someone else is listening, they can do the same thing just with the with the uh, confidence that comes from simply saying, yes, no, uh, this is when I work, this is when I do meetings, and when I don't, and these this is the rate that I charge to help set up that scenario. 
Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. I know your music has become something that's almost been a, a, a renaissance of sorts for you is, is like it kind of, you were, you were not doing it or not doing it at the levels that you wanted to. And it seems like that's been something that you've brought back into your life. Has that benefited how has that benefited? Has it benefited? And if so, how uh, the writing that you do? It ebbs and flows. And I think when it started to benefit the writing that I do the most was when I made a couple of agreements with myself. Number one, admitting that the work that I do is creative work. It used to be that I didn't think of it as creative and therefore I'd get frustrated when I didn't have time to quote unquote be creative. If I were not able to make music or push a song forward, then that was a failure because I wasn't being creative. And a guy named Mike Parker that you also know helped me see that there is a lot of creativity that happens between the hours of nine and five on a weekday. And number one, it's quite understandable if when it comes time for Saturday morning, I don't feel like trying to sit down and write a song because maybe I spent 40 hours being creative during the week. And number two, all of that is okay. And the other sort of agreement that I made with myself was for, for a long time, and you know, I think the idea of making a, a, a record and putting it out there kind of forces you into this paradigm. For a long time, it, I wasn't making music unless I was doing a show or I was putting out an album or working on an album and something that people could listen to. And it's okay now for me to know that I am still making music. I'm still writing songs. I'm still tinkering with chord progressions. I'm still working on this lyric or that lyric and with a, with a goal toward finishing something. And for me, it doesn't matter whether somebody sees anything for me in a particular year I know what I'm doing. And that kind of paradoxically opened up the floodgates and led me to reevaluate all the music that I'd been sitting on. And so I went from, you know, one album on iTunes at the beginning of the pandemic to going into my shoebox where all of my old albums had been buried and, you know, now have like 10 albums on <laughs> iTunes because I finally said, here world, here's the stuff that that exists, you know? So yeah, now I have... Now I, you know, now I've got this writing practice and ten records and a yeah, apparently a best-selling author career. So how can I not be creative, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that uh, that juice keeps flowing, man. I think that the more creative it's. I mean, I, I'll speak from experience, right? I feel like the, when I've gone into create mode more, mm -hmm. it, it it's a very virtuous cycle. It it you know the create mode creates more. And then the more I create, the more I create and the better I get at creating, whether it's with video or yeah. blog content or writing. And, and sometimes then I, you know, you stop and then it's, you feel like you're not creative and it's not coming anymore. And most of that just has to do with the fact that you're not creating, right? It's not like, or you're trying to create something how you did when <laughs> you were like, 
you know, doing it every day. Right. And then, then you get to, yeah, well, is there's a, that's the other thing, not to take up all your time because I realize we're running out, but there's a big difference between being 23 and having nothing else to do and being 40 <laughs> and having a life. And I mean, it's literally been 25 years that I've been making music and my life is vastly different from, from what, from what it was in, in the early nineties. So I'm also trying to give myself a break, but I'm rambling. I want to know when you're going to announce the new book that you and I are working on. <laughs> there? Oh man. <laughs> There's no new book yet, but I'm trying to force you into, into, we'll into having one. Or maybe there we'll is a see. new book. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still trying to promote <laughs> the first book, right? That's what they, they say, right? You need to spend as much or more time promoting it than, uh, I'm, I'm getting a I'm getting a sandwich board made. I'm going to walk around the downtown streets of my new town with a with a bell and a sandwich board saying. There you go. And pay. you know what? We updated the pricing recently on Amazon. So if you have been a holdout, I'm going to just self plug the book. If you've been Lots a holdout for the book, like literally, it's the Kindle is three dollars. <laughs> you have three dollars. Go buy the book. It'll change your life. Right. See how you see how well I queued you up. That's <laughs> two and a half decades in the entertainment industry right there. Oh man. Dude, always a pleasure. Are you, uh, you got, you got two minutes for a lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Never get caught with a dead animal or a live child. No, I, uh, <laughs> can we take that one back? <laughs> oh, wait, it's live. No, we can't. <laughs> the best advice I ever received was, uh, I don't know. I think Mike, Mike's been helping me. Mike Parker of Liminal Coaching has been helping me stay open and he gives me good advice on the weekly. I think he's, he, he helps me uh, be creative and be uh, open to forgiving myself for stuff that I've done or stuff that I haven't done. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Grind, getting up and grinding, just getting there and doing it. You know, uh, it's nine o'clock. It's time to sit down and work. Can you share an internet? resource tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable well i will once again plug thought leaders because i think it's really cool and uh get rich in the deep end what book would you recommend besides one of your own or one that you have written <laughs> or bylined uh and why it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and i've been rereading american ground by william Langowish. uh i don't know how to say his last name but it's called american ground unbuilding the towers on building world trade center very human very detailed account of the work that went on after that horrible day to remove the stuff and uh build back it's really cool awesome well we'll link out to american ground as well as the other books the thought leaders platform uh matt church's thing as well as a lot of other cool resources, takeaways, etc., on our show notes page, ugurus.com forward slash podcast. Aaron, how can folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Mm, I had something I'm working on, but I don't know if I'm ready to share it yet. But if you want to check me out, you can check me out at rickson.com, W-R-I-X-O-N.com, or search Aaron Rickson on Spotify. Awesome. We'll link out to your Spotify. We'll also link out to your social channels. So if people want to find out more, they can social stock you in a... Social stock me on LinkedIn, please. I'm very angry at the Zuckerberg organization. Please look for me on LinkedIn. Uh, we will link to you on LinkedIn. 
and your website, Rickson.com, and maybe something sometime in the future when you have this thing that people can check out where maybe it's a thing that you might be able to link to this thing or whatever. Maybe you'll give that. Uh, we'll do another episode, my man. So uh, if you awesome. if you need those links, if you need those book recos because you're on the road or like me out on your bike, check out yougurus.com forward slash podcast and we'll organize everything Aaron Rickson for you. If you're listening to it week of, you'll click on his image at the top and you'll find all those details on that page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Dude, thanks for stopping by the program today. Always a pleasure, my friend. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.